Hi friends, welcome to season two, episode three of In the Midst podcast with Brooke Lee, where you are invited to come into the midst of God right in the midst of your day. Have you ever spent any time filing or labeling things or organizing things by certain categories? Today, I want us to look at and talk about the semantics and details of filing something under a certain title. Years ago, I was working at a church, and I received an extremely nasty email from one of the people I served and had an encounter with. She attacked my character, she assumed things that were not true, she belittled me, and left me feeling about one inch tall. I cried on and off the entire rest of the day after getting her email. The next day, with a little clearer mind and far fewer tears, I decided to seek some outside counsel for how to handle this email and move forward. And after some wise advice, I ended up scheduling a meeting with this woman. Scary, right? I was up the entire night before the meeting feeling sick to my stomach. I went into the meeting hands shaking and came out of the meeting hands shaking. It was incredibly difficult. During the meeting, I voiced what I needed to voice. I addressed the inappropriateness and inaccuracy of some of her words, and I told her how it made me feel. And do you know how she responded? With defensive blaming and arguing. She didn't validate one single thing that I said, and she stood by her email with confidence and, I guess, arrogance. I ended the meeting by thanking her for her time and agreeing to disagree. It took me several weeks to feel internally settled about it all. And if I were being really honest, I would admit that the thought of her email now (laughs) and her actions now still angers and hurts me today. Almost a decade ago, long before my encounter with this woman, I created a folder on my computer and I labeled it as encouraging. I've been filing emails away in that folder for years, emails that have served as little praises or encouragements to my soul. They're things that I want to remember or look back on. So I've kept them all organized and tucked away in this little encouragement file. Well, several months after my encounter with that woman who wrote me that nasty email, I decided to add her rude email to my encouraging folder. Yep, you heard me right. I filed her email under encouraging. Why? Well, I want to explain. You see, while her words wounded me deeply, they hurt me so deep in the long run, they actually grew me deeply. In other words, even though her words didn't and still don't feel encouraging to me, it was her words and the entire difficult situation that invited me into growth. It presented me with an invitation to grow more like Jesus, my ultimate goal in this life. You see, I learned a lot through that situation. I learned how to have a voice for myself. I learned how to have a conversation filled with grace and truth. I learned how to stand up for what I believed to be right, even when someone didn't agree with me, but to do so from a place of humility and confidence. In the end, while the email didn't make me feel encouraged, I could appropriately label it as encouraging because it grew me into a better person, a more Christ-like person, which is the truest sense of encouragement. You see, there's a difference between labeling something as a blessing and actually feeling blessed by it. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes the blessings in our life feel anything but that, but it doesn't negate the fact that they are just that, blessings. As contrary as it may feel to label them that way, they are. 
In the Bible, in the book of James, in chapter 1, verses 2, it actually gets at this exact same sentiment. It says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Count our trials as joy, James tells us. I took some time to sit and reflect on the use of that word count because I knew it was used by no mistake. It's kind of an interesting word and a way to word that phrase. And I discovered something fascinating. You see, when this verse was written in its original language, it was written in Greek. And the Greek word used for count was hegesethe. It's an accounting term. The word relates to organizing, collecting, or categorizing things. In other words, it has nothing to do with feelings or emotions. It's a logical categorizing action. And this is important because while James is telling us to count trials as joy, we must not confuse his instruction with feeling joy about such trials. James isn't saying, feel joy about it all, my brothers, when you face trials of various kinds. He isn't asking us to pretend to enjoy trials or to smile our way through them. He's asking us to count them, to categorize them, or label our trials as joy, whether or not we feel that way about them. And why is this so? Why should we label them as joy? Well, let's look at what the rest of that verse in James says. So it starts off, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. And then why? He says, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. When something difficult happens in our life, we can and will most likely naturally feel sad, discouraged, depleted, maybe even depressed about it. But James is talking about something different here. He's saying right alongside of those feelings, not in place of, but right alongside of them, we can also logically choose to acknowledge this difficulty as an opportunity for God to do something in us and through us that we can't yet see. For we know, James says, that these trials, as they test our faith, will produce something good in us, steadfastness. And when that good thing, when that good steadfastness has its full effect, we will be complete, lacking in nothing. This is why we can label our trials as joy. We can count them all as joy, even the hurtful or angering parts of them, knowing that they have the opportunity with God at the helm to do something joy-worthy in us. Is there a trial you are facing in your life right now? Maybe like me, you've received a nasty email or had a nasty encounter with someone, or maybe an interpersonal conflict, maybe problems at work, or you're in the midst of a difficult season with your child or your spouse, maybe you have a strained family relationship. What trial are you facing? Think about and process that now. to spend some time naming, processing, and addressing your honest feelings about the trial you are facing. This isn't the time for neat and tidy Christian answers. I'm inviting you to tell God how this trial is honestly making you feel. 
Is it sadness, depression, anger, powerlessness, anxiety? Are you feeling defeated or discouraged? Talk to him now about your feelings surrounding this trial. When something difficult happens in our life, we can feel our feelings about it, friends. We can feel sad, discouraged, and depleted before God. And we can also acknowledge that this trial is going to do something in us and through us that we can't yet see, thus logically counting the trial as joy-worthy alongside our feelings. There is room for both. In God and with God, there is always room for both. God invites and welcomes us to feel the feelings we feel about the trial and to tally and label our trial as joy for what it's going to produce and do in us and through us. Counting a trial as joy looks a lot like a sense of confidence and peace in the midst of difficult circumstances. It's a logical decision to label something under a certain category while still feeling sad, angry, or hurt. And if we're doing it right— confidence and peace will be present in our lives. So I want to ask you, do you have a sense of confidence and peace within you surrounding this trial? Just be honest. I'm not looking for your Christian answer here. Just be honest with God about that now. Next, I want to invite you to spend some time processing with God about the trial or trials you are currently facing. Can you feel all your feelings about this trial and also see how this trial could possibly be joy-worthy? Can you count it as joy? Not negating your feelings, but feeling your feelings alongside the logical decision to count it as joy. If you can't see how that's possible, that's okay. Ask God for help. Ask him to show you how this trial is joy-worthy. Ask him to give you the trust and faith to believe this trial to be joy-worthy. Spend some time talking these things out with God now. If you're anything like me, in a few weeks or even a few days, maybe even a few minutes, 
your feelings will begin to crowd out your decision to label or count your trial as joy. You see, your feelings will start to tell you to label this trial under the category in which it's making you feel, to label it under sad, discouraged, or depressed. And so I want you to spend some time asking the Holy Spirit specifically for help on this. Ask Him to continually draw you back to this act of counting your trial as joy when your feelings start to take over. Ask Him to help you balance the scale and make room for both your feelings and your labeling of this trial. joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Thanks for listening to In the Midst podcast, friends. If you'd like more information about the Glam Ministry, you can visit us online at godlovesallofme.org or catch up with us on Instagram at username godlovesallofme, all lowercase, all one word. The beautiful music provided in each one of these episodes was created by Allie Allen. She's a dear friend of mine. And you can check her out on Instagram too at username ally.allen. And if you'd like to leave a review and or rate this podcast, I would be so grateful. Your reviews and ratings truly help this podcast to become easier to find for those people who are in need of it. Until next time, friends.